don't usually get a chance to just uh, go hang out and look at the sunrise right. in the morning time. But I sit right there where Tommy is, and Josh, and I've told Liz many times, that is the most spectacular rising there. comes up by the, the house and then the, the trees and that. It's just like it's framed, you know? Yeah, that is beautiful. I never noticed that you well, had it. It's it, like I a wish I had one it. of you guys doodads there and I took a picture of you, you know? I have to come here earlier in the morning <laughs> one of these days and uh It is spectacular, sunrise. honey. Okay. They I, talk about going out to the parks and that, and I think, hey, I've got it made. I just sit right here. You sit right there in the tunnel. And yeah. Me and Tommy, and we're just amazed. <laughs> I like it. The colors are spectacular. That's what thrills me, you know. I um, I think the coolest sunrise I ever saw was um, one time when Terry and I were down in North Carolina. Dube had, um, she was uh, working as like the travel agent for the area, and she worked out a deal to get us a night at this house on the side of a mountain that uh, uh, rents out. It's called the, I think it's called Treetop House or something like that. And so it's off the mountain. I mean, you're going up dirt roads, zigzagging up these dirt roads all the way up there. And uh, we were following Dube up to this house. And Terry's like, are you, are you sure we're going somewhere safe? I was like, <laughs> I'm not sure of anything, but I'm guessing Dube's going to send us somewhere good, you know. So we went there, and this place had a hot tub on the porch of this house that overlooks, or is off the side of a mountain. So then you're just, you could sit in the hot tub and look <laughs> look through the mountain range and watch the sunrise through it. Was, wow, that I mean, beats that. <laughs> I, and that's, I mean, that was the most amazing thing. But it's not something you can do every day either. You know, It's, right. it's one of those things where you just got to, take a good mental picture of it and go, wow, that is pretty did, amazing. Did you happen to have cameras all set to take a picture? I think we took a picture of it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not positive. I'm pretty sure we've got something. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was uh, it was just a great experience. You know, it's one That's of those, wonderful. You, know, you wake up early in the morning and you go sit, soak in a hot tub and <laughs> uh, drink your orange juice and, you know, plan out your day. And then you just watch the sun peek up over the oh. mountaintops and it's just, Indescribable, isn't it? it? Is, Nature it is. is so beautiful. Whenever I stay at uh, Dube's house during the summertime, um, every morning when I wake up, I mm -hmm. like to go out on her porch and watch the sunrise and uh, do some yoga, stretch out really good. Mm -hmm. and it's, a, it's a good way you to You guys ever day. do any singing early in the morning? or? Um, no, not usually. Um, and not that early, at least. Mm -hmm. Dube usually likes to get a little more woke up. And, right. Uh, um, I, I, I don't know. I, uh, it, it tends to happen that her and I wake up in different patterns. Mm -hmm. Like we're not both up at the same time uh, in the morning. Mm -hmm. So, and if we are, she's off doing something. Yeah. So, um, most of the times I stay down there by myself. Um, she's so working during the sure. week, like just first thing in the morning, she'll go, Maybe get the school started for right. the week. They'll have their summer program. That's that, a big deal, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah. And she's so good at that. Yeah. And um, they all look to her for that leadership. So. Oh, you betcha. It's uh. And isn't that wonderful? She is just so creative. She is. Such a servant to everybody. Spreading the goodness mm -hmm. out there. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully that did uh, take hold. And I'm just so glad that she went that route. I agree. I agree. I'm happy for all those sweet people. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm happy that she discovered who she is instead of 
uh, feeling obligated to live a life that you know maybe wasn't what she wanted, you know, right. or whatever. Um, we sing a song that's a, a old Dolly Parton tune uh, called "Wildflowers," and uh, it just talks about how this, it, it basically sounds like Dolly had met and wrote a song about her, you know, the oh. way that it, it just, lyrically, it just sounds just like her. And it was well, just that talk, must be nice. She just talks about how, you know, she grew up in a garden and just didn't understand the other plants in that garden. And, you know, one day the the wind got a hold of her seed and planted her in a different place. And, and you know, I'll be darned, wildflowers, they'll grow anywhere. If you, if you put them there and you give them enough... Uh, life around them they I will agree. grow and mm-hmm. um so yeah the, the big tagline to it the big hook to the song is wildflowers don't mind where they grow <laughs> so that's and, great isn't oh it? yeah we we love to use that as an opening song when we when we play a set somewhere because it uh do gets into it really quickly because i think she really can feel the lyrics and everything mm-hmm. so yeah that um, is absolutely powerful it is it is um it's the one funny thing is uh, Dolly Parton when she wrote it wrote uh, wildflowers don't care where they grow, and Dube says I think we're gonna change that to don't mind where they grow. <laughs> she was, a southern girl knows that that's mind not care. And I was like good enough for me. I don't care. <laughs> you tell me. I, not gonna argue with Dolly, huh? <laughs> I, I, not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with Dube or Dolly. Either one of them tell me what they want me to say. I'll say it. <laughs> so, that a good. Yeah, they're both good people. They are. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful people. Yeah, they do. They. Do. I am so proud of Debbie and her having this opportunity to make life so wonderful for other people. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's just great. I'll always rejoice I got to go on that trip. You know, yes. you talk about things, right, Josh? And you think you can picture it, even if you look at a picture. Mm-hmm. But it isn't like being being there. Oh, I yeah. I still remember we eating our lunch down by that river, you know. Could literally just put our feet in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just that that calming sound mm-hmm. of the river going by. You're by. You're right. Um, it always makes me think of um, the author Herman Hess. Um, he, uh, he he described life as a river. In the, in the sense that he says um, the river will always be it's um, you know it's there and it's it's the same river every day mm-hmm. um, sometimes the water's higher sometimes the water's lower but it's still the same river sure but the water is always different he says you know every day the water is flowing through the river and so you have to understand that energy is that way in life. Mm-hmm. Your life is always your life, but the energy is different every day. It's Isn't flowing that the through truth? you. And, <laughs> Ask um, a ninety-year-old person. <laughs> so, what do you what do you think of that? I mean, um, how often it recycles in you the, the the energy of the around you and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, have you ever thought about that? Just how interesting that is. No, I never did, but that certainly is a good to think on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just I love it because. You know, much like the river, your life branches out into different things, different days, and you, like, uh, little streams come off the river, and they mm-hmm. they go around this this little area here or there, and if there's not enough water, that stream 
dries up for a while because mm-hmm. you know there's not enough energy, there's not enough water to keep that stream going, but it's still part of the river. It's there yeah. in case more energy comes, more water comes in, then it fills that back in, or you know it's always like there's a, a small evolution to it at mm-hmm. times but it's still the same river you know it's still mm-hmm. our lives and just like we grow up and we look in the mirror and some days we still see that young 12 year old of ourselves mm-hmm. in the mirror then we realize no that's not who we are anymore mm-hmm. but we are you know we are still that person we're still the same life true but lines and wrinkles have come energy in our face. energy too you know is not yeah what it was the, 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 the current is slow. Yes, it's yeah. slowing. <laughs> um, but it's still us, yeah. you know, and, that, and that's an amazing feeling, you know, that to know that uh, that's part of what history oh. is. You know, uh, sometimes, Josh, uh, being at my age now, and uh, I wouldn't say real serious regrets, but... Something that I could never do that I really wanted to do was type. Really? I took the typing class, you know, but I saw, hey, that's just wasting everybody's time. (laughs) I could not, honey. And ice skate. Okay. Beautiful skating and that. Two things. It really bothers me. Did you ever try to put ice skates on and skate? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Many times? And and I really, uh, all my heart, I wanted to type. You know, and... Remember back in my day, there, that was a big class. Too. Yeah. And I just, I felt so broken when I had, I said, I'm just taking up the teacher's time and my time. I couldn't. Now, I'd, I love to write. Right. And what I've loved, I would have loved to have typed. What age did you start trying to type at? Well, I got to high school. At okay. Ninth grade. Okay. That's when it, you know, was being offered. And you know the class looks so exciting. Did you take that by chance on your class? Um. Yeah. Yes, I did. We. I think we. I think it was called keyboarding in our class. But oh, it was really? The same, same concept. You know, because we had computers to type on instead of oh, typewriters. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're you were coming in at a di- much different time. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um. We had. Are there any things like that that kind of bother you? That things that you really and truly had your heart set on. I hope not. I don't imagine it would be with you. Well, it's tough to say. Um, I, I, I think it's for me. It's more the things that I started and never really finished. Mm-hmm. Um, like I really loved playing baseball, and mm-hmm. I gave up on playing baseball really early, like around uh, maybe fifteen years old. I just gave up on it because I. Um, I think I just got to that point where I was always good and I always, you know, practiced by myself or whatever, but, um, I didn't really like the kids that I was surrounded with that Mm -hmm. I would have to play the next level of baseball with. Mm -hmm. And instead of learning how to associate with them and how to, you know, find that humanity with them and become comfortable in my own skin, I just quit. I just stopped playing and Mm -hmm. I, um... And I did, you know, maybe I, maybe I could, it wasn't even about playing professional baseball or anything like that. It was simply just how much I loved it. I, I, I should have stayed playing. Ever since you were real little, eh? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. it just, I, I, I lost, there was a part of my uh, childhood that that was like, cause I wasn't really like a kid kid, as mm-hmm. you know, like I didn't, I didn't have a whole bunch of kid friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't, um, I mostly hung out with adults. I didn't. Mm-hmm. 
whatever. And baseball is that one thing that really made me feel like awestruck when I played it. I was so thankful and blessed to be able to be on a baseball diamond playing, and I just um, I just gave it up because I I was lazy. I think just I was I was not unwilling to try to learn how to be comfortable with something I wasn't comfortable with at the time. And um, maybe if there had been a friend that you really had truly enjoyed too, you know, like oh, yeah. you, like you remember Franzak, that you you two really got along good at, at that age, right? Um, early, yeah, when I yeah. was really young, yeah. yeah. Um, once he got to like junior high, early high school age, I think mm-hmm. uh, we just no longer had. The, yeah, I mean, it's like three years apart from each sure. other. You know, he was three years older, so he was always trying because he was right in between Jim and I. So he was always trying to be Jim's friend, but Jim wanted nothing to do with him. So he was <laughs> like, well, "I'll take Josh as a." As, um, you were just that castaway. <laughs> I was, and I was the only person he had to play with too. Because Mike, Mike was, uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but I, looking mm-hmm. back at it, it makes a lot more sense. Mike was very socially awkward as well. Right. So. Um, that's why we... You know, his brother, though, really loved him. Do you remember that, honey, how he'd play with him? I can oh, remember yeah. throwing him up in the air and all that. And I thought that was so nice, you know? Yeah. Walt was a... You know, because Walt was so much older than him, it was an interesting yeah. relationship for the two of them. You know? Could it, at this point, um, Walt, we're, we're speaking of now, right? Yeah. Uh, did, did I ever tell you of how our sweet Kathy just loves him? Yeah, we talked I, a little I thought bit about, maybe I did. Yeah, yeah. We uh, talking, she was telling me just recently, and that maybe I told you that at that time. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. But that he's just lost loads and loads of weight. Yeah, did she, I tell yeah, you? Yeah, you did tell me yeah. that. I haven't. I haven't seen him in mm-hmm. years. I, uh-huh. I would love to. She said that she was so happy for him because he really had lost it. That's good. I'm. I'm. I'm very happy for him because he was a. He was definitely getting into that dangerous weight area. Oh yeah. Know, so yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm happy to hear that. Now, I, I Isn't that wonderful? It's been years. I, I, I really should make a point of going Oh, he'd love to see him. him. So I'll have to do that. I wonder what the, the brother now is doing now. Too. Mike? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Mike went through a couple of turbulent years there, and I, me and him just really have never connected again. You know, I like see. It just never... Um, we didn't talk to each other here or there, like you know, like when Dave was in the hospital. So sure. it was just like quick. But um, Mike had to go through his own demons. And his oh, own absolutely. And, yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, we just, I, you know, it's tough, I think, also because I was so much younger than him at the time. And he had a failed marriage real, at a real young age, didn't he, honey? Yeah. 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 And Bless his heart. Yeah, so I, I just think, you know, it's tough. He, he went on to be an engineer for for a little while. I don't know if he's still doing engineer work or not. I, I just I never hear of him anymore yeah. at all, honey. I, I think I see Debbie more than I see yeah. Mike, and I don't see her hardly ever either. Yeah. I've caught her a couple times. Is she still working at the garage when you were? Off and on when I was growing up, yeah. She was still, uh, but then she got married and moved out to Lincoln Park, and, um, I think she just worked kind of part time during see. that time while uh-huh. she was raising kids and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she'd be around there. Mm-hmm. Um, really a nice person. Oh, a wonderful person. Uh, what I remember of her, um, she was very cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I got you off of that our subject, but I just suddenly thought of that, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. <clears throat> I'm so 
the typing thing is interesting to me. So, do you remember as a kid, like, did you know any women that were like, uh, that got into typing or something, or got jobs because of their typing ability? No, you know, I came from quite a poverty-stricken right. background, you know, and that, and no, I really didn't. Was there maybe like a thought that if you learned how to type, you would be able to be uh, self-sufficient, or like, you know, like, Make your it, own money it just seemed to be a desire that there's something I wanted to do, okay. and I just because I couldn't do it, I guess it just made me want it more. Yeah. I just don't know. But I finally uh, becoming a waitress that helped. Sure. Because uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I imagine you know there, there's different mindsets that work for different things, and somebody who could be a really good typer, um, you know maybe personality type or just oh, skill absolutely. type, it's uh, it's probably not the same skill set as being able to be someone who can serve. Right. You know, uh, right. that's a, uh, maybe that was part of it mm -hmm. for you. Maybe it was just like you, you saw the dead end and just sitting in front of that typewriter for the rest of your life and forced right. yourself not to be good at it. <laughs> I bet your wife is mighty good at that. She's good-ish at typing. It's not not like you would think. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's a struggle for her, too. Um she can type fast, but she makes a lot of mistakes and goes back and fixes them. Mm -hmm. um, much faster than I can type, so I'm not judging mm -hmm. it on that right. level. But, uh, but she's not... But, but the thing I think for Terry is she's not um, a tunnel vision kind of person. Like people, people who are really, really, really good at typing, they can just tunnel vision into what they're supposed to be typing and just clatter it away really quick, and they say it. It's a, it's a one track, you know. It's Is just that like, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's a the processing speed that you have to go through from seeing something to typing it out. I mean, you have to have a very clear channel between what you're seeing or hearing, because some people can type right off of hearing, which is amazing to me as well. It, it has to be a clear channel, just going straight from those senses right to your fingertips, and. Um, that's not a, it's not, I don't even know, it's just not a type of personality that most people have, mm -hmm. you know, or a skill set that most people have. It's, um, the really, really, really good typers, that's what they can do, is they can shut the whole world out except for what they're typing at that moment. Because mm -hmm. any distraction at all, and now you're thinking about where your keys are. True. Now you're, you know, it's not just, uh, it's similar to, to musicians. You know, a musician, um, who can read music on a page and immediately just, come out with it onto a, an instrument, mm -hmm. uh, no matter what it is, there has now, to be... Now, is that the way you and Debbie do it, honey? No. No. No, not at all. Dube and I, neither of us are um, trained musicians. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been playing guitar since I was maybe 15, 16, but I taught myself mm -hmm. most everything I've done, and I'm not good. <laughs> I mean, I, by no means... I like, think you're good. Well, I, I preach... I mean, like, I'm... For a guy who never took lessons or any of that other stuff, it's I, amazing. I, I can hold my own. But um, you know, like sitting down with the Bobbies. I mean, it's it's a, or Shannon. I mean, Shannon is so far she and above. She has such a gift. She's so far and above on that level of musicianship than Dube and I would ever be. Like, there's no she would do circles around us constantly. Um, Dube came into music even later in life than I did, um, as far as playing ukulele and stuff like that. She's still only a few years into it mm -hmm. so um yeah well we could have like chords on a paper and say like okay we're gonna play the a chord then the e chord then this chord, you know as the song progresses mm -hmm. but both of us are 
still thinking. You know, there's still all this extra stuff going on. Isn't that on. wonderful? You're together. And that's what's the wonderful part about Isn't it. Isn't yeah, it, absolutely. though? It's, it's that we're, we're kind of crappy, but we're kind of good. And <laughs> I think you're amazing. I love that uh, deal you and T uh, Terry gave me, my gift. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that you That was so beautiful. Well, we, we just really we like to do Chris it. played it again for me the other night. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, we just, we love to do I love that. the action and everything and, and the music. That really is just terrific how you guys did that. Oh, the the pictures from that, that uh, vacation were a lot of fun. It was it was such a good group of people, and we had so many... I thought Lily was really getting held a lot. Didn't you think so? <laughs> they were playing hot potato with her. <laughs> so did you hear that um, uh, Chelsea and Derek are looking like they're going to go off to Vegas and get married? Really? Yes. Oh, thank you, Lord. Isn't that beautiful? Looks like uh, June... They're going to be doing that with a bunch of their friends. Oh, and I bet their parents are so, their brother is mighty happy. Right? Yeah, I, I think it's good. Um, they seem to be real happy with the decision. Oh, I'm so glad you told me. Um, they may or may not have, like, a party at Jim's house after they get back from Vegas, mm -hmm. like, do a reception thing. But I, and I cannot be more proud of Chelsea if I said anything else in my life. But I love what Chelsea said about this. She said, I don't want a party that sounds like, hey, everybody, come give me something. Right. And I was like, how beautiful is that to hear from a, a young, uh, early 20s woman right. with a baby? That's the way it should be, you know. It, absolutely. And, and that was like, her thing was like, you know, I'm, I'm an adult. I'm, I'm doing all right. And, and Terry and I felt that way, too. But, you know, people will inevitably come and bring something for you. But right. the idea that she didn't want to outwardly like just throw a big party for herself. Mm -hmm. How beautiful! Like that—that that is a wonderful statement about the character of that woman. Oh, it sure is. You know, because don't get me wrong, I—I uh, I know plenty of people who've gone the other way with it, and I can't really blame them for sure. it. But it's so beautiful when somebody truly means it. Like, no, I'm good. I'm, right. I'm doing all right. We're, we're happy. Good. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a fantastic mm -hmm. thing. So. Yeah. The two of them. That is just, just beautiful. It is. That was another thing I love. See, I never, I just saw him once, honey, out at the Paul and Debbie's. Oh, Derek. Yes. Yeah. He wasn't there when you went Remember to that, the Remember uh, that uh, uh, get-together we and the young people all got in that ditch and that? That was the only time I had met okay. him. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> it was so uh, great because uh, Mary Z and I were walking, you know, in that beautiful area they have fenced off and mm -hmm. that. And this young couple came along, and so uh, I went over and said, you know, I really don't know you guys. And they were so sweet and told me who they were. <laughs> and Mary and I, we were left. They, they love Mary, too, you know. Oh, I think yeah. all the family just love Mary. I'm so glad we had that. That's another memory, you know. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, it is. I, I'm, I'm very glad that, that Derek and Dennis, uh, his father, Dennis, that that's the guy who's always got the baseball cap on and the windbreaker in all the pictures. Um, I'm glad the two of them come around uh, in, into the family and everything. And, um, you know, they don't have a whole lot of family. They don't have an extended family. And the Delisles, we can be a little overwhelming. Sure. You know, and um, I, I think that they're doing a really good job of, of just mixing into the group and being mm -hmm. part of everything. And um, they're, they're quiet in comparison to us, right? Oh, God, yeah. It's, <laughs> hard not to be um, but no it, it's it's a wonderful thing because 
they're just so not used to that. Yeah. And and um and I think it's also weird because I don't think every family's the same the same way that the Delisles are as far as strangers go. We're just like, hey, you're a stranger? You're Come on in. You're part of the family now. You know, take a hug. We'll give you a little bit of a chance to talk. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> if you're interesting. If not, we'll just keep talking louder, you know. Uh, but we're, we'll give anybody a hug and All bring right them on, on in. And, and, yeah. and if they can handle it, they Friendliest agree. people I know. Yeah, I, I agree. It comes from somewhere, you know. But, uh... No, I'm I'm really happy about that part of it. Oh, that's so, wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. It is a good thing. And uh Yeah, you know, life life's going good. We just saw Joe and Betsy last weekend. Uh, oh, Terry how and I nice. met, met with them in Grand Rapids and we went to a comedy festival out there. Um and we stayed at this really beautiful bed and breakfast that was in a an old mansion. Ooh, that must have been a nice experience. Yeah, it was really cool. It was like we first stayed... time you'd been there for that. Uh, yeah, that absolutely. Episode? First time I'd ever stayed at a bed and breakfast in my life. Um, uh-huh. I always was scared of going to bed and breakfasts, and so was Terry. Uh, just like, just feel like you're gonna stay at somebody's house who doesn't want you to touch anything, and they're just sure. constantly gonna be yelling at you to not touch things. Maybe something get broke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, feel like you're you know at, at one of those houses. I didn't want that, and but this was. Uh, because the comedy festival going on and a couple other things going on in town, there was nothing available uh, room-wise there. And I found this bed and breakfast, and, and, and we agreed on it. And we ended up staying in the servants' quarters of this um, this big mansion house. Oh. And the servants' quarters are better than our quarters at home, that's mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, Certainly for your uh, way you are, your servant, you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt more perfectly right. at home. So we stayed there for two nights, and then Jim and Betsy came, and they stayed for one night. They stayed on the Saturday, and we uh, spent a lot of time just hanging out with mm-hmm. them. We went to a show together. We uh, sat up, had a couple of drinks, ate a pizza, and just, just enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. And they're so busy right now. I mean, it's just unbelievable how much work uh, Jim has right now. He's been working seven days a week um, for the last... Eh, about four months straight with like maybe one or two days off you know it's that's hard i mean that as you know i mean that just wears down on you and mm-hmm. but um but they're doing okay you know they're prospering and um they can see the light at the end of the tunnel it's just they're still in the tunnel you know mm-hmm. and but it was good to see them it was good to hang out well i'm just so happy for you and they told us about the chelsea thing and uh oh i bet they were thrilling they are they mm-hmm. are and uh, Max is looking like he may go out to culinary school out in California when he graduates. Wow. Um, Betsy's cousin lives out there, and, and he's a chef, and Max really loves him, and he, lo- he loves Max and was willing to let him uh, uh, take a room at his house. Isn't that and, wonderful? Um, yeah, so there's a good possibility. It's, kind of, it's tough to say for sure, but that's, mm-hmm. that's what they're talking about now. So, mm-hmm. um I hope that works for him. I, oh, uh, me too. Um, Beautiful. I know Max. What's and, he heading for, sweetie? Heading this grade? Or oh, his, uh, to do with his life, you know. Like uh, culinary, like to, to yeah. become a chef. Is I what see. he would like to do. He, uh, at least as of right now, that's mm-hmm. what he's, he thinks that he would really like to uh, run a kitchen and cook. and. Well, so. that's wonderful. We'll see. It's right down your alley, huh? It is, it is. Mm-hmm. Um. It's interesting because I, I didn't know that I uh, would saw Max in the restaurant business before, mm-hmm. but uh, I bet he's been watching you. 
A little bit. I think uh, more my friend Jay. He loves, really? He loves Jay. Oh, they are... <laughs> When Jay comes out there, they're they're insufferable for hours. They just go out and they shoot guns at things and they cook food together. Max, well, just isn't don't... That, that's good for Jay too, isn't oh, it? To yes, have a friend like that. Yeah, because Jay doesn't have any uh, older nephews sure. or anything like that, so he he gets to have that uh, younger brother kind sure. of uh, relationship with him and someone to look up to him, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I think it's good. I think mm-hmm. it's. Uh, it's really, it's actually quite cute when the two of them get together. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I love Max, and I know he's an, he's a teenager, you know, right. and, and he and his parents clash, and they butt heads, but, but Max is a good kid. Yeah. He's really respectful. He's I remember really nice. when he was real little, honey, how he loved those little cars. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you remember that, too. I, I remember him uh, at... My my mom's uh, marriage to Don, we were there, and it was mom, of course, headed outside of her house out in Whitmore Lake, and so Jim's there with Max and the and the girls, and I was there with Kyla and Mike, uh, Mike O'Donnell, the the one client that used to always hang out with us, um, who he always had the the cars with them. Oh um, yeah. I think if you saw a picture of him, you would remember because mm-hmm. I brought him over here a few mm-hmm. times, but. Uh, He'd always have his cars and his trains and stuff like that. Wasn't well, that beautiful? Uh, so during the the service, Max was just being a jerk. You know, he's about three years old at this time, and he's just fussy and mad. You know, and, and everybody's trying to be quiet. And so uh, finally, Mike offered him a car, and Max sat down with the car and started playing. And so Mike Mike sat on the ground with Max and uh, just sat and played cars during the service it was quite fun. oh that made it so wonderful for everyone it did and then at the end of the service mike goes give me that car back <laughs> <laughs> give me my car oh. so, it's a funny moment <laughs> oh it was yeah but uh that's why i always think of max with that stuff and i mean even uh this last thanksgiving uh when we were all at dad's house or not thanksgiving it was that was one of the dinners last year. I had to bring uh, my client Thomas with me, who you met before. Uh, he lived at the, the oh, yes. house, and um, because he was, uh, he didn't have family to go to until later in the day. So I brought him with me, and it was, you know, I'll never was, forget how he loved you. Oh, he, he was a good guy. Yeah. He is a good guy. I love him. Uh, well, I took him there, and. You know, Max is, at the time, 16 years old or whatever. And nobody had to say, Max, hey, go be nice to this guy and go talk to him. Max just was sitting there talking to Thomas. Just like, so what video games you into? You know, like this. Yeah, beautiful. Just plain as day, easygoing conversation. No, Not forced. Max just naturally did it. You know, and it's just so, one. That's to me, that's as high of praise as you can give to oh, a 16-year-old kid, you know. Um because it's not easy. You're not taught to do that. Mm-hmm. It's just something you have in you, and yeah. Max does. And I, I really love that about him. He just, mm-hmm. he's just a nice guy. And so yeah, he's a teenager. Yeah, he's you know doing stupid things, but I understand he's, he's a good driver. He's a good driver. <laughs> good driver. Isn't that wonderful? And a good human being. Mm-hmm. He's, there you go. He's gonna turn out fine. Well, that's it. There's our alarm. Oh boy. That means we should get ready. What a great age, eh, honey? It is.